recently I was recording this podcast with a guy called Trading Bear. This was about a year ago now, Wes. And we were talking about, in football index terms, what happens if like a player dies, right? Like what happens if they're they're wiped off the face of the earth? And my, my scenario that I posed to my co-host at the time was, let's say, for example, Todd Cantwell gets kneecapped, right? What would happen to his price? Long story short... I recently read, I read a book around that time about making clickbaity sort of titles to your podcasts, and I titled the podcast "Todd Cantwell Gets Kneecapped." And <laughs> do you know, like, I didn't think that was a big deal. And I get this message about like two hours after the podcast goes out, and it's from a guy called Jordan Cantwell. And Jordan says to me, "John, you gave me a heart attack. I thought my brother had been kneecapped." I listened to your show and I was like, Jesus, it's a small world. You can't just go saying that people have been kneecapped. So it was a bit of a lesson. But um, yeah, so that let me know that Jordan Campman was listening to my show. I bring this up and this is a relevant story because it's funny. I actually asked him last week about footballers who play FPL. And we're going to touch on that for like literally five minutes, maybe later in the podcast, Wes. Yeah, so we've uh, we've found a list of of players who well actually someone sent it to me on whatsapp so i should give them a shout out so thanks for that so yes uh a list of sort of current players who are playing fpl which is always sort of conflict of interest and then there's some former players in there as well so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun but it's funny it's a real coincidence because you said to me just before we recorded like do you want to just talk about this this week and i was like where's you wouldn't believe it i was thinking like my my only contact in the footballing world who might have a clue about this i was like I messaged your man Jordan like last week, like eight days ago, asking pretty much the question: Do footballers play FPL, and how to how to like biases and teams work and like picking your opposition? Yeah. But we'll get on to all that. And before we get into the podcast, just a quick plug to Fanslide, the partners of the show. It's the world's first in-play fantasy football game, and yeah, it's basically the way I like to look at this. Was is why would you waste all that research you put in? Every week for FPL, like hours of reading and decisions for probably one to two decisions really a week. When on fan slides, you can make multiple decisions over one game. So this week on Boxing Day or Stevens Day, depending on where you are, they have two games. You'll probably be sitting around eating leftover sandwiches, debating life after everything you've put in your stomach over the last 24 hours. But... Leicester play Man United and Arsenal play Chelsea and there's a hundred quid up for grabs in each so it's the perfect time to download the app and give it a go. Okay Wes, we're going to get straight into it. For everyone listening, this week we're going to cover a million things. We're probably going to digress an awful lot but on the kind of hit list before we even get in are obviously the big talking points of the week. Game week 18 and 19. Uh, the blank and the double. We're talk- going to be talking about game week 16 wildcards and defenders have came to the forefront. This might be the first week we don't spend half an hour talking about Spurs, but who knows, it'll probably end up going that way. Wes, before we get into it all, we'll just briefly touch on our past two game weeks. Uh, we won't bore listeners with the details, particularly of the first one, um, but just a quick summary so they know how we yeah. get on um, over the past week. Yeah, so I've had a couple of green arrows. Week 13 was 49 points, pretty low-scoring week, I think. And I got a, a really small green arrow there. So kind of like a, just sort of a sus- sustained week, I suppose, where you're happy enough without being delighted. And then this, this week was a good week for me. Got 91 points. Um, Captain Fernandez came off. Having Salah um, as well was good. Uh, my transfer of Rashford in hasn't worked out immediately, which was a bit frustrating in the fact that I kind of was, my logic was sort of sound in terms of thinking that Leeds was a fixture where there was going to be plenty of goals, um, but he just didn't chip in with one or even an assist. That was six, so that was frustrating. But Before we even go through the rest of your yeah. team, Heisenberg, I'm going to have to call you out on behalf of a listener here. The LCFC stat man asked us on our last podcast, yeah. is Rashford a good option? And we laughed at him and said, no, get Bruno. <laughs> and here you are with the audacity to tell me that you have Rashford in your team. Yeah, let me let me explain and defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time when we said that, he said, is Rashford a good differential? The double game week hadn't been announced. And it was before he had his really nice brace away at Sheffield United. Um, but since then, obviously, my thoughts have changed. I watched the Sheffield United game, saw him obviously score a brace, um, and the fact that he had a double game week coming up and some nice fixtures. So 
it's partly based on the double game week in game week 19 that I'm building towards. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk on that later. And partly because he was sort of bang on red hot form. And yeah, I'm sorry for dismissing him so so soon. We did, I think we did say, yeah, go ahead and prove us wrong. And he did. So um, yeah, apologies for that. Uh, things, <laughs> things change quickly in FPO. You can't be, you can't be stubborn. Yeah, there's there's a lot changing in that Manchester United team. Even Martial coming out with a big yeah. score, and you know there's a lot to think about there now compared to what there was even just a week ago, two yeah. game weeks ago. Um, so yeah, is that is that the end of the roundup of your team? You, you see, pretty, you got Vardy with a twelve pointer there as well. Pretty much, yeah. Vardy away at Spurs, and I didn't have any Spurs assets, so I went into that game thinking, Christ, I'm I'm going to get mullered here, but um, yeah, worked out on this occasion. And um, apart from that. Yeah, no, nothing much to speak about. I've got a problem that's that we'll get onto later on that's going to be applicable to a lot of players. I've got Chilwell. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's enough about my team, I guess. In terms of my overall rank now, this week was a big jump. I went from 2 to 4k to 112k. Uh, and it's now eight green arrows on the balance. So in general, I'm happy with how my team's going. You're running away with it. I better, I better go buy some paint. Yeah. Um, for new listeners, we have got a forfeit in place. Whoever finishes lower out of me and Wes at the end of the season has to draw a portrait of the other, paint a portrait of the other, and display it in our downstairs bathroom for one month with no prior notice to our girlfriends. Um, yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if you're married to your, your girlfriend or anything, Wes. I, but... I am married and she's found out about it because my, uh, my brother-in-law... Oh, no. My brother-in-law listens, uh, <laughs> and he he uh, he let her know, oh, you know no. in certain terms. And also, um, I forgot to shout out my my sister-in-law last week because she was also with the kids, and she was she was listening to the pod. She was unhappy she didn't get a shout out. So here's your shout out. Fair play. I love it. It's a lovely family feel now. I like it. it is. Um, they're probably thinking like, Wes, what are you talking to this degenerate Irish man once a week for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this gambling reprobate. Anyway, uh, game week 13, I got away with 57 points, which was, as you said, it was a low scoring game week. Nice. My game week rank was like 500k, which was decent. Yeah. There was no real standout performers, but I had a, returns across the board, no double digits. Martinez and goal, I think, was, was the one of the nicer parts of that week yeah and then this week which people will care a little bit more about but probably not much at all martinez with another six points nice. you know what bruno captain i had salah i had Grealish. my forwards did very little for me son did nothing either but what crippled me this week from going on for a big big score not just spurs and, and bamford missing a couple of chances but the defense mm. i only had two playing defenders one of which was Chilwell. the other one was walker peters Lewis didn't get the start. Lamptey didn't get in. I have Mitchell. The defense is where I need to look at. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of a little. It, it is unlucky because you did have four playing defenders. Like, well, on paper, you know, you'd, you'd think that Lewis and Lamptey would start, but they didn't. So you ended up with two. So I guess, I guess the lesson there is upgrade Mitchell as soon as possible in terms of that would have covered you. But mm. it's it is unlucky to miss two out of four playing defenders and then also have Chilwell basically. He might as well have missed out Miney because one point after like what eight minutes is pretty useless. Yeah. Well, do you know it's a high point per minute ratio when you look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely uh, smashed it. <laughs> so look, we what we normally do each week is because both our teams are very similar but also quite different. What we've been doing the last couple of weeks, and I think it works well because it gets us around the houses and around all the kind of big topics, is just briefly looking at maybe not just future changes, but talking points within our team. So I think one we both yeah. have in common to start, and it's the one on the end of everyone's lips, tongues, I don't know what the saying is, there's some sort of saying there, is... That'll do. Chill, yeah, that'll do. Chillwell. Neither of us have James, but Chillwell and James, the two Chelsea yeah. defenders, it's one of the biggest topics of the week. Uh, we'll get into the heavier stuff a bit later, i.e. double game weeks, blank game weeks, etc. But Chillwell and James... There's people who have both of these ways. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are plenty of people who have got both, and it was a strategy, or yeah, it was two players that I would, I would have been happy to own both of them before this this game week came out. So obviously, people thought Reece James was fit, but then I think he was injured after the dead, or it was announced that he was might be injured after the deadline. So nothing you can really do there. But in terms of how to play it going forward. Um, it does depend on your squad. So just bring it back to my team, for example. If you have got five playing defenders and you're happy to carry Chilwell, then maybe you can do that and play. So, for example, at the minute I've lined my team up for next week and I've got Balboa sitting on my bench, but he has got Brighton at home. 
So, you know, if Chilwell's only going to miss the one or two games, can I get away with having the likes of Balbuena, Dallas and Robertson this week? I'd be pretty happy to go with that. It leaves my bench pretty thin, but um, if I if I get a bit of luck and my, and my defenders my other defenders start, then I'll be happy enough. I've also got Lamptey sitting there on the bench with West Ham away. Again, not, you know, the worst fixture in the world. So I will have at least one bench defender. So for my scenario, I could potentially afford to carry Chilwell. That won't be the, I won't do that if you know if news breaks that he's out for four weeks. And and this thinking can also be applied to James, by the way. So it depends on the news that breaks in terms of how long they're going to be out for. If they're out for the foreseeable, if either of those players are out until you know the double, if they're going to miss the double game at nineteen, then they're they're absolutely useless. Then you might as well get rid of them straight away as a priority because they're fairly expensive for defenders, especially Chilwell. But if they're only going to miss one or two games and you've squad solid, then I'd possibly hold. Mm. So again, for your situation, John, if you're carrying Mitchell and and then obviously Chilwell and you've also got the likes of Lamptey, who's a bit unreliable, then you might be looking to get rid of um, Chilwell even if he's only going to miss one or two games. Is that what you're thinking? Well, my thing on this way is I've basically got Martinez, a really solid keeper, yeah. In the midfield, I've got Grealish, Salah, Fernandez, and Son. I think Grealish looks like he's going to be like he is. I know he's not young; Amazing. he's mid twenties. But honestly, he is one. Honestly, and this is this is a big, big statement. Where is he ready for this? And I'm going to mm. get lambasted. He is definitely in my top five players to watch. <laughs> yeah, on the planet probably, and that that's a no. Well, geez, can I say that? I probably can't say on the planet in the Premier League top five, he, top three maybe. Easily. He's just so good. He doesn't make mistakes. He just gets the ball, runs at people, gets past them, makes an accurate pass or gets tripped up. That's what he does. And he does it over and over. He blows me away every time. And I'm kind of past the point of hating him because he didn't declare for Ireland. I'm just kind of really like fanboying over Jack Grealish. Yeah, he's just he's an outstanding player. So good to watch. Like I say, I don't even have him in, in my team, but I watched the the last game against West Brom and he created chance after chance. And it, and even in the stats as well, he created eight chances, which was like a, a joint <sighs> record along with Bruno Fernandes for an away game. For it's like the decision making. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And he's running with the ball. Like he's so fast with the ball. You know, you put say maybe over 100 metres versus a really fast player like, you know, I don't know, Walcott or whatever or you know, another really fast player, then maybe he wouldn't win. But if you got Jack Grealish to run 50 metres with the ball against any other Premier League player, I can't think of any player off the top of my head mm. who would beat him. So his pace is deceptively quick. Like you say, his decision-making's getting better and better. He's creating chances. Um, I guess he could up his goals if he wanted to be considered you know, elite level up there with the real, real world-class players out there. But that's just being if picky. If Ghazi would get off penalties. Yeah, He'd be the full package. Yeah, but yeah, no. In terms of yeah, in terms of watching football matches, Grealish is right up there. And in terms of an FPR set, he's still obviously I took him out to fit Salah in the other week. So definitely about three weeks ago now. So I definitely don't regret that move um, because at the time, obviously Villa had their blank. Then he did nothing in the next game. But in terms of is he a good FPR set? Absolutely, really good. And I am um, jealous that I can't squeeze him in right now. I just want to pull you up on something there, Wes. You've literally yeah. whipped out a stat from about 10 years ago because you've been on FPL for so long. When you thought of fast players in the Premier League, you thought of Theo Walcott. Yeah. It just shows, do you know? You didn't say Adama Traore, Daniel James, Mane, St. Maximin, Raheem yeah. Sterling. All probably fast. Theo Walcott was the first to come to your head. It's quite. Because Theo's just that sort of player that he. It was always like he's got that pace, but could he could he use it? So the pace thing was always sort of thrown at him, I think. So I guess it's in my head. Whereas yeah. the players have. No, he is. He's the stereotypical achieved. lightning fast player. But yeah. In fairness, he's come back this season a bit. But um, I'm derailing us here as best I can. Where was it? Midfield looks strong. I've got Son and Kane then, aside from those three. And, well, Suchek was the other midfielder who's a solid kind of holder. The Son and Kane thing, you know, they've got great fixtures coming up. I'm going to stick uh, with Calvert-Lewin and of Bamford. Wonderful. So what I'm getting at here is the whole squad is strong apart from the defenders. So I'm really tempted to go chill well out, take a bit of cash, and either go Mitchell up or Lewis up um, and get two solid enough defenders in and maybe yeah. build towards that game week 19 yeah so to... in, in terms of your transfers now and what everyone should be thinking about their transfers is they should be playing their transfers as per their strategy uh so there's a good I'll, I'll, i'm going to retweet a tweet from the fpl double up account so go when you listen to this pod go to the fpl double up twitter account see a retweet there from uh 
Fantasy Football Hub, Will. So Will's the founder of Fantasy Football Hub, and he's created a graphic, which is basically a, a flowchart, is that what you'd call it? Which is showing yeah. which way you sh- your squad should go depending on your current team. So again, I'll bring it back to my own team. I've got a lot of players who have a double in game week 19. So therefore, I'm going to continue with that, and I'm going to bolster my squad now. So that's the reason I brought in Rashford last week, was because he has good short-term fixtures. So I didn't neglect the fixtures sort of, you know, over this Christmas period. Uh, but I also looked at the fact that he has a double and De, Bru- and De Bruyne doesn't. So I freed up some cash. Uh, I then used my other transfer to get in Robertson, who again has good fixtures in the short term and has a double. So I've got 12 out of 15 double game week players. And I'll be using my next few transfers on the likes of Lamptey, who doesn't have a double. Um, I'll also tweet out a picture, uh, which is a screenshot from Ben Krellin, who's also a part of Fantasy Football Hub. Uh, which is basically showing all the teams who have a double game week and all the ones. And it's it's very important to notice that all those players that do have a double game week also blank the week before. So for my squad, it makes perfect sense to use my free hit chip in game week 18. Whereas for your squad, John, uh, obviously you've got Kane and Son. If you want to keep them longer term, maybe you could flip it and maybe you could do a... Um, you could actually free hit when it's the double game week in 19 and you could continue to bring in players with a single game week in week 18, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you could you might be targeting teams from the other... 10 teams have a double and 10 don't. So you could be targeting the other 10 teams uh, with your transfers. So that could be a good strategy for you. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to make that decision. I'm probably going to have to sit down and count them up. And and this is actually quite funny, Wes, because this shows the difference. Like for me, I've sort of said in our first episode or two, for like doubles and blanks and stuff i kind of play it by ear and two or three weeks away maybe a week away i'll be like oh yeah I'll, I'll start planning for this whereas you've been this has been in the back of your head from even before this episode yeah. um and genuinely it's those things that elevate your rank and make yeah. you do much better because this is just optimizing the game at its finest so you've done them as you've counted your players whereas that hasn't even been a consideration of mine yeah um, it should be it's definitely now so he even before these doubles were announced, I knew it was likely West Ham were going to get one. So I used one of my free, I used a free transfer that was going to burn otherwise to do Mitchell to Balbuena. And Balbuena you know, hasn't even made my starting lineup for a few weeks, but he's purely there as a cheap player who's going to have a double in game week 19. They're both good fixtures as well, I think. So yeah, I've been building that team up um, with that in mind. But yeah, depending on where you're at now. Um, so yeah, everyone should be now looking at their team, looking at the fixtures to see who has that double and who has the blank and see where you have more players and also assessing you know if you've already used some of your chips which i wouldn't have advised anyway it's always best to save your the likes of your free hit in your bench boost and triple captain for double game weeks it just makes total sense um so hopefully everyone's still got those and then you can make a plan according to your squad whereas i never told you uh that that's all wonderful strategy and it's almost like I was strategizing for it, it looks like last week without even knowing I was optimizing for basically playing a really strong blank game week team. Yeah. Um and then on game week nineteen free hitting. But I brought in I actually solved my Aston Villa keeper problem, which will help me get in an extra Aston Villa player if I do target game week eighteen now. Yeah. I brought in Forster for who was Nyland or someone? I don't even remember who it was. So mm. it's good because it means that obviously I could have Grealish plus one other if I do go for game week 18 now. So I think post-pod, I'm going to sit down and do the maths and come up with a plan and yeah. maybe make my defender transfers based on that because there's a couple of tr- d- defenders there that need to go. Um, and if, if it depends which way I'm going to optimise, it'll, ha- it'll massively impact who I bring in. Yeah, exactly. And you might as well look at it as well because it's you've got so much choice either way because there's literally 10 teams who double and 10 teams... Uh, and those same, sorry, those same ten teams blank. You've you effectively. I'm now picking from a pool of teams of ten teams, but it's still a big pool. They're still all like, uh, you know, amazing Liverpool assets, amazing uh, United assets, Chelsea, and then there's good cheap teams like Burnley, uh, who have got players like Charlie Taylor, uh, West Ham, obviously, and then obviously on the other side, your side maybe you've got Spurs, who've got you. You know, you can keep Kane and Son. You don't have to worry about transferring them out. You can keep Grealish. You can keep your keeper. So there's already four, uh, obviously the rest of your team. Uh, and now, like, obviously Chilwell's got this injury and you want to free up cash. So you can go Chilwell, who's, you know, a player double and you can get a cheaper player who's got a, who's more targeted towards game week 18. So by the sound of it, yeah, that's that's the way your team looks like it's going. And then over the course of, you know, you, you'll have a good three or four free transfers to build it. 
uh, the odd hit here and there and you can easily get out 11 solid blank game week players and then in the double game week you'll, you'll have the luxury of picking 11 players who you don't necessarily want for the long term but you can pick them for the one game week you can lose Kane and some for the one game week if you wanted to to have that free hit um, double game week style team and uh, yeah that could be a good strategy for your team so I suppose bottom line for people listening who aren't maybe too fay with all this have a look at your team have a look at Ben Crellin's chart, which can be found through Fantasy Football Hub, and or look at Will's flow chart, and basically de- decide now or as soon as you possibly can whether you're going to optimize your team around game week yeah. eighteen or game week nineteen. It needs to be one or the other. Yeah. You don't want to be stuck in no man's land um, if you want exactly. to play you like have the to, pros. Yeah, you have to decide. You have to decide now because otherwise, game week, if you if you wait to like game week seventeen or whatever, it's too late because you can't optimize it. And yeah, there's just no way of it working really unless you're getting incredibly lucky. So you might as well start now and you don't have to, like I was saying, because there is 10 teams to choose from whichever way you go, there's plenty of good options out there. Maybe it's not the exact option you want, but then you've got to change your plan and go for someone who is an equally good option from another team. So yeah, go to FPL Double Up. You'll see a retweet from FFH Will, which is going to really help you retweeted that now as we're talking so that will be there for people and i'll also post that uh that screenshot i was talking about about the fixtures so everyone can see so where's another big topic of the week has been wild cards wild cards game week 16 wild cards looking forward to game week 18 and 19 it's all about wild cards and a lot of those questions come in through our twitter you put out for questions last night i believe and we got the biggest response we've got so far we also had our best week for listeners so genuinely a big big thank you to everyone for submitting questions for listening for subscribing the reviews there's there's actually a ton of reviews there we didn't talk about that mm. um but it's really helping us keep the podcast going and making the questions make the podcast i think yeah absolutely i want to echo that 100 uh like yeah the reviews coming in are amazing people texting me like compliments about it which is brilliant people uh obviously like reaching out on twitter for questions again thank you so much and yeah just for listening um yeah we're really happy to see it growing we love doing it and we're glad that it's obviously resonating with people what i love about this podcast compared to other ones i've done is other ones i do i have a guest every week a different guest whereas this one it's nice having a co-host and like someone to kind of just yeah. So you don't have to do the whole small talky introducing yourself to someone each week. You just kind of come on and chat chat about FPL. Yeah, it's really nice to have that sort of relationship building and um, yeah, just to doing it every week and ripping each other when when we see fit, like you did about <laughs> with me with Rashford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, if people get questions in their heads and they want to send them to us and they, they, they can't be arsed him in hand and looking around for the Twitter post, well, it's obviously amazing and do try and target that Twitter post because it helps us. Just send us a message, you know, tag us on an Instagram post, tag us over here, tag us over there, you know, we'll get to your question as well. And the last thing I'll say on all that, this is a, this has turned into a mid podcast plug. This is the first time we've caught these people with one of these. Um, The last thing I was going to say on all that is go and tell a mate about this podcast. You know, you definitely have mates to play FPL. Do us a favor, drop it in the WhatsApp group, drop it in the Facebook messenger group. Say, lads, I found this podcast. I'm enjoying it because word of mouth is everything in this game and Wes yeah I think that's it from from plugging ourselves it was more of a thank you but yeah a thank you slash uh (laughs) don't know what it was a plug yeah but it was a plug disguised as a thank you I shouldn't have told them that I was meant to just pretend it was a thank you god damn it it was it was a thank you it It was was, thank you anyway um Wild yeah. cards, yes. Wild so cards. Talk obviously, to I haven't got it, and I'm in the fortunate position where it doesn't matter too much because, um, well, fortunate slash planned to have all these double game week players, so I'm okay. But if you, yeah, if you don't have as many double game week players and you want to follow the strategy that I outlined for my team, which I think is the best strategy if possible, it is squad dependent, but if possible, and you've got a wild card, I'd be using it maybe now or ideally in week 16, which is the last time you can use it. I'd then be bringing in. A shitload of double game week players so those you know go check out if you don't know the fixtures i've literally just tweeted from fpl double up uh and that's got a really nice sort of table of all the teams who have got a double so yeah focus your transfers on players from teams like leeds man united west ham um chelsea etc liverpool they all have doubles and yeah i'd be building a double game week team and i'd be using my free hit in week 18 it's as simple as that that's what i'd be doing if i had a wild card yeah yeah that 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 there's not more to be added there if you're a wild card that's yeah. obviously optimal i don't have yeah. one either no. i'm kind of stuck in no man's land here i think my squad's very much in between 
And it's like a lot of squads, yeah. I'm going to have to go and do do the maths. But as you say, Wes, yeah. it's this heads up four week, four game weeks in advance. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of time now. That's four free transfers plus whatever you have in the bank plus potential free or plus potential point hits. Yeah. It's very also, doable. Yeah, another one I want to, it's like a slight variation on the one. So say if you've, I've got 12 double gamut players, right? But say if you only had maybe seven at this stage and you're panicking a little bit. If I had seven double gamut players, what I'd do is I'd still free hit in week 18, but then in game week 19, I'd use my triple captain chip on the likes of Salah or Fernandez, and I'd just get up. I wouldn't worry about trying to get 15 double gamut players. I'd just get up to the 11 mark. So yeah, if you've got seven double gamut players, four, like you said, four free transfers or whatever it is up until um, game week 19, including when you get in game week 19. Obviously, you can't count game week 18 because of the free hit. Um, but yeah. Say if you had seven, six or seven double gaming players, you can use your free transfers to get up to the 11 get double gaming players or maybe nine or 10 d- double gaming players plus the likes of, you know, if you're a really big fan of Kane or Son, you could keep those players in and you can have a really solid team, use your triple captainship that week and then later on in the season, there will be further double game weeks. I think it's around maybe double game week 26. Um, so you can use your bench boost on a double game week later on in the season. So yeah, don't panic if, you know, you might be sitting here listening to me thinking, oh, you know, Wes has got 12 double gaming players. I can't, I'm nowhere near that. But like I said, if you've got seven, you can do a similar plan to me and just flip the flip the bench boost and triple captain round. Use your triple, triple captain in week 19 and get a, le- a really good 11 for double mm. gaming 19. I have to say, this has probably been our most technical podcast to date, but for anyone who's, who's getting a bit lost, I would 100% recommend sticking the podcast on while looking at the charts that we're talking about or looking at your yeah. team even. Um, because it's much, it's way easier visually. Because even now you've got me thinking, Wes, I should maybe, based on my team, with my two free transfers in the bank, the four I'm going to gain, I could easily get 11 players for game week 19, free hit 18, have the double game week with a triple captain, and save the bench boost for like game week 26 or whenever. Because yeah. that'll be a nice wee kicker to have there that most people will have burnt it. Yeah. Um, But I suppose they'd probably be triple captain in them, but I, th- I think bench that's boost good, is that's probably a good plan, preferable. yeah. But sounds of your team, that's a perfect plan in terms of you've got the likes of Kane, Sun, Grealish, etc. So, yeah, perfect. Wonderful. Well, will we move on from game week 18, 19, wild cards, all that stuff, or is there anything else you wanted to throw in before we do? I think we've covered it all off, but yeah, the main takeaway is look at the players in your team and count and just literally count. And then, yeah, like you said, maybe use two screens if you can, a laptop and a, and a phone. Go to the FPL double at Twitter and look at... Uh, the tweet I retweeted from Will, look at the fixtures I posted in a nice easy screenshot, which shows, um, yeah, the fixtures, and then you literally count players which way you want to go. And then you you nail down a plan and you stick to it for the next few weeks. And like I said, it's, it should be pretty, you know, most teams will have at least five, six, seven double gaming players, four or five free transfers or whatever it is. So you should be able to get to at least nine double gaming players with a couple of good singles or like you said earlier John take a few minus fours it's not the end of the world and therefore you can at least do the triple captain style strategy or if you're like me and you already have a lot of double game players just you know follow my strategy and go for the the big double game week great way so that's that's all the heavy talk out of the way we move on now to some I actually am looking forward to this conversation it's more about just players that have kind of emerged in the last couple of weeks that really haven't been on our radar I'm going to give you an interesting little thing um, which is probably the least interesting in this whole section, but this was Trent Alexander-Arnold's highest scoring game week of the year, of this season. 14 game weeks it took him to score nine points. What is, odds would you have yeah. had on that going into this season? What odds? Like That's like yeah, Leicester winning the Premier League. You, you know? Yeah, you'd be expecting, like especially like he was one of my favourite players to have in FPL. He's one of my favourite players to watch, a bit like Greedish. I just thought he was like... You know, running the show for Liverpool from right back, his deliveries were like the way he like his passing range and his crossing range, and some of his shots were like next level. But yeah, this season he's had a bit of a dip. He's had a little bit of an in, he's had a, a a little injury as well, hasn't he? But even before that injury, he wasn't the sort of FPL asset that we'd all come to know and love for a few reasons. Mainly because Liverpool were conceding a lot of goals. Uh, Robertson, there was a tactical tweak where Robertson was there. You, you know, much more attacking from. Uh, from A, open play, and from B, he was taking a lot more set pieces. Like Trent used to be have a monopoly over the set pieces. So every corner, if, if Van Dijk was heading at home, it was a Trent assist. Uh, well, you know, maybe not every corner, but a lot of corners. Now, 
Robertson takes the majority, and that can be backed up by stats. Um, and like in direct free kicks, Robertson 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 is on a lot. I think they like um, out swingers Liverpool. So mm. depending on which side. Uh, and like I said, the open play thing, Robertson was definitely, you know, on heat maps and touches in the box and stuff like that. He was a lot far, further forward. So, and then the price tag, obviously, for Trent, he was like 7.5. He wasn't getting the many clean sheets or attacking returns. So it's like, what's this guy doing in my team all of a sudden? Well, they're the same price now, both at 7.2. But yeah. they're coming into a lot of people's thoughts again. A lot of people removed them. A lot of people are talking about the double up there. A lot of people are talking about getting at least one of them back. Yeah, again. I've got one. Yeah, exactly. I've got one back. They've got West Brom at home this week. They've got decent fixtures. They've got a double. They look like they're flying again, obviously, with a 7-0 against uh, Liverpool. Robertson's a bit of a bonus magnet because in that game, you wouldn't be expecting, you know, he's a, he got a clean sheet and an assist, but there was like Mane, Salah, Firmino, who all scored big. But Robertson still nicked a bonus point, so that's encouraging over the likes of Trent. Uh, but yeah, some people are talking about the double up. I mean, if you can afford it without detriment in your team, it could be nice for sure uh, for this next sort of uh, four or five weeks. Did someone um, say double up? Uh, here we go. Hey, uh, hey. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I spoke, we haven't spoken about double ups enough. That's literally why the pod's <laughs> called FBL Double Up for, name, yeah. for this reason. Um, <laughs> and also from Liverpool. Uh, and I put him in a category a bit like Rashford and Martial in a way that. They were kind of Rashford, Martial and Firmino. If you'd have asked me two game weeks ago, should I bring these players into my team? I'd have said no. Now I'm saying yes, because obviously the doubles have been announced. Now they're showing a bit of form. Obviously Rashford's off the back of a couple of goals. Um, not last week, the week before. Martial's off the back of, I think it was three assists against Leeds and a goal the week before. Firmino is off the back of a late goal, a late winning against Spurs, and then what was it? Two goals and an assist against Palace. So Firmino is one of the, you know he's been lacking confidence in front of goal while still kind of playing well in the link at play. Now he's back to maybe having that confidence again, and he is a cut price option for elite, for a sort of Liverpool asset. He's only around nine point two, I want to say. So yeah, all these players are good options now for the double. And Martial again has been. Absolutely, you know, he had a good season last year for certain stages. And then this season's just been, you know, an absolute no-no. But now he's he's back and he's an option. So options emerge all the time in FPL and also disappear. And we're speaking of people popping up. I mean, there can only be one man at the forefront of your mind at the minute. Scott McTominay with an 18-pointer, two goals and an assist. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. outstanding from the young, the young Scotsman. Unreal. He is Scottish, isn't he? He definitely is Scottish. Yeah, Scottish, yeah. <laughs> and actually, all jokes aside, that one kind of is a joke. El Ghazi popping up for Aston Villa on penalties, 5.7 million. Two goals, three goals in three games now. Yeah. Starting to look like a half-decent option now. The fixtures aren't great, but if you are going to optimise around the kind of the, the aim for the blank game week um, yeah. with 11 players... Option. He's an option because he is a Villa player. Yeah. And if you've got a wild card left for, to use in 16 and you want to take a punt for a player just for, you know, one week, he could be a definite great shout. Hmm. And outside of them, there are other ones who've had a couple of solid weeks. Uh, yeah. It was nice to see Traore get off the mark for Villa. Um, yeah. He hasn't really, he's had a very stop start season, but definitely a promising player. I believe he came from Lyon and he, he was pretty good over there. But, you know, there's a lot to be considering and I think a big point the big point of this whole little segment is that you know players who are nowhere near on your radar as you've already said mm. Wiz really can come up out of nowhere um, yeah. seemingly out of nowhere particularly the likes of Martial he hasn't really got the game time this year a lot of that down to a red card a lot of yeah. that down to Cavani earning himself some game time and like same with Firmino. Firmino's kind of been on the back burner because you know Jota came yeah, in, and yeah, yeah. Firmino has been playing, but strategically and and how Liverpool were playing, you know, they weren't playing as well. Number one, number two, yeah. maybe he wasn't in as many advanced positions. He was more kind of the the false nine, kind of dropping a bit deeper. Um, he was kind of the the guy who made the pass before the pass that got the assist and stuff. But now he's really coming into yeah. Firmino of old. So, yeah. There's a million other players like this who are going to keep coming to the just coming out of the woodwork. There's Tammy yeah. Abraham with a 13 pointer. He'll definitely get some more game time and a couple of decent fixtures. Yeah, and you've got to be careful. And you know, you, you made a joke about McTominay, but if you're not, you know, some people play FPL and they're not that into football, they might not realise that 
you know, McTominay is a defensive midfielder and that was, or unless there's some sort of radical transformation in, in his game, that was definitely a one-off. You know, he kept bursting into the box, but, you know, he's not a player that in, in most games is going to score you points. And likewise, other players you've got to watch out for who have done well recently will be players like Giroud and Tammy Abraham. So obviously they both play for the same team. They're both strikers. Tammy Abraham got a brace last night, but before then had been dropped for a couple. Giroud scored, what was it, four in the Champions League, came back in for a few games. Um, but, you know, players who come back into your radar, sometimes you have to think them through and they're still not good options. So I'd never, I won't be going near Abraham or Giroud because they're both rotation risks. You know, they could even play Werner through the middle and the likes of, you know, Pulisic and Ziyech in the wide positions or whatever. And therefore they both miss out. Um, but yeah, they're both, for me, they're both going to share game time. Giroud, with his age especially, isn't going to play 90 minutes every week. And as soon as he, you know, stops scoring the goal here and there, he will get dropped like he did last night. Um, so yeah, people will pop up. And it's just whether then you've got to start again questioning it. Okay, they've popped up, they're back on form, but are they still good options? And, you know, then you consider fixtures, then you consider are they. Uh, rotation risk, blah blah blah. And that's it. Like, there's so many of these players at the minute this week who who are traps, you know, and and the ones that are traps and ones that are actually decent picks, we won't know that for some time. But even like Thiago Silva there, popping up with a goal again, a 14 pointer. Do you know, I'm not saying Thiago Silva is a trap because a lot of people are going to need to pivot from their Chelsea defender maybe to another Chelsea defender or not. Yeah. But if you've got two of that back line that's been relatively solid out. Do you want to go for a centre back? A lot of people are going to Zuma. Maybe you do, but you know, a lot of people, like the, the casual people, or who do, don't really look into it a bit more, might go. They might have that recency bias. Yeah. See the fourteen points from Thiago Silva and just go, I want Thiago Silva, and not look at the underlying stats or the underlying sort of numbers for the season. So there's there's a lot to that. Yeah. There was another point I wanted to make there on this, but it's completely slipped my mind. So oh, Tammy Abraham. Can- Wes, Tammy Abraham, this is what it was. Yeah, go on. I just, when I clicked on to him to have a little flick about, he's actually having a really decent season when you look at games that he's played more than a half worth, you know, where he started the game. When he starts the game, I'll run through the games he started, I'll avoid the games he's only got like a sub-appearance. So any any match here that he's over like, what, 75 minutes or something, um, he got a goal, he got an assist, he got an assist, he got a goal, he got a goal, he blanked against Tottenham in a pretty dismal game. And then on his last 90 minute appearance, he got two goals. So there's only actually one game that he's got the majority of the match that he, he's blanked in. Yeah, so absolutely. So if 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 Abraham became a player who could be guaranteed those minutes, because you do need that. So he got like one, I think he got one minute off the bench in week five against Southampton. That's just the worst thing ever because you've got no chance of a goal off the bench, really. And mm. if you have started him in your team, your bench player doesn't come on. So, yeah, Abraham was an asset at some stages last year. And if, you know, if there's an injury to Giroud, if there's an injury to Giroud and Werner, then, yeah, Tammy Abraham becomes a player that I'm avoiding to one that I'm seriously considering. Hmm. Well, we'll move on just a quick segment now about footballers who play FPL. Yeah, let's have a look. You have a little table on this, don't you? Yeah, there's a there's a link from I think it's on Reddit. Yeah, like I said, uh, like I said earlier, someone sent this to me on on WhatsApp. So for our, for our listeners, again, I'll, I'll I'll tweet this from I'll tweet this link from the Double Up account uh, so people can see it. And John McGinn is top for all Premier League football players according to this list. Anyway, assuming they've they've you know managed to get everyone. Uh, and he's got th- he has got three well, Villa players. Him. James Justin, yeah, go on. I was going to say, you know, he had a long time in the sideline last season. Maybe he he got hooked on it, listened to a few of your, I don't know, maybe he was in your Patreon, maybe he was listening to a few of our our friends, our competitors' podcasts. Maybe he, he's, he's learned how to play FPL properly with all that time on the sidelines. Maybe so, yeah, he's doing, he's doing well. Uh, and in, in his team, he's got, him, he's got himself, he's got Grealish. He's only got Grealish vice-captain, he captained Salah this week, and he's got Watkins, so he's, he's staying loyal to his Villa boys. But interestingly enough, James Justin is second out of all the football players and he's only got one Leicester player and he's got himself which I like you got to back yourself but he hasn't <laughs> got the likes of Vardy or James Madison so I'm not sure if they'll be too happy with that um, and then yeah you see there's some some of the West Brom players are in there and the Fulham players and they've just got zero players from their own team uh, <laughs> Harry Maguire's playing it he's only got two Man United players 
and he hasn't even got himself. He's got Fernandez and Shaw, but he captained Salah. So, Man United fans, are you happy that your club captain is making a Liverpool player captain in FPL and that his vice captain was Gabriel Jesus, who didn't even play, so a Man City player. So, there you go, Man United player, Man United club captain, uh, captain Salah, vice captain Jesus. Yeah, it's it's such a delicate one, isn't it? I, I don't really... It's, it's funny, if people listen to our little preamble before the, the show really kicked off, I happened, I don't know where, on the 14th of December to message um, your man Jordan, and I said, like, do footballers play FPL? Like, are there rules about picking up position, etc.? Like, could you captain KDB if you were playing for Norwich and you were against Man City? Do you know? And he's like... Um, yeah. He didn't think it's that deep. He knows footballers who play it and enjoy it a lot. And I was like, I wonder what the etiquette with it is for like it's it's like you know, like you can't bet when you're a footballer. You can't bet that you'll lose two yeah. nil. So like it's it's not the same. But it's but kinda it's sim- like it's similar. Can you it, go betting? Yeah, yeah, like it'd be hard not like if you played for West Brom, it'd be hard not to captain Harry Kane against yourself. But if you're a defender, is that kinda like Oh, there's something yeah, dirty about and, it. And you're kinda of mugging your own team off. You're basically saying that Kane's got the easiest fixture this week and he's going to pummel us and I'm a defender of that team but I'm still going to captain the guy who I'm trying to stop scoring obviously I know that they don't maybe take it seriously as as seriously as you know us or people who listen to the pod but still at the same time you it's definitely a conflict of interest but I'm glad they play it though it is it is good fun Mm. I was saying to you before we recorded like how sad a little man I am in the bubble I live in. <laughs> I genuinely sometimes, when I seen, like, I don't know if it was last week or a few weeks, it was a few weeks ago, I think, Raheem Sterling scored a pretty late goal and he looked so relieved and happy. And I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like a game-winning goal. Do you know, it wasn't like a pivotal goal, but he looked so happy. And I was thinking, like, do you know, he definitely had captained himself. This is a relief. Do you know, his team isn't going down in flames this week. He, yeah. He's managed to get the, the captain points on his goal. And then I, was, I caught myself thinking, like, what on earth are you on about? This is a guy who's worth tens of millions trying to yeah. fulfill his dream and legacy. He doesn't give doesn't a fuck about FPL. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with my little echo chamber that is Twitter being like, oh, these guys love it. Do you know? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that is just me or if anyone else has thought that. If you've thought that before, let me know. And if I'm just a crazy bastard, let me know that as well. One of the we'll we'll move on for the section in a second. But one of the player who, uh, well, a former player now of the Premier League, Nicholas Bentner, and his FPL team name is Draft Lord. So I think that's uh, I think that's some sort of Lord Bentner joke there that he's making. And he's got a big score. He's got 928 points overall. So he's doing well. Jeez, that's outstanding, isn't it? Yeah, I like he, um, James Justin's team name is Just In Time. He's playing on that one. But yeah, Lord Bentner is in the top 10k of players overall in the world. And obviously for sort of seasoned FPL players, the sort of ten, top 10k is where you want to be aiming every every season. Getting there is another matter because it's you know really, really difficult to get into the top 10k. But yeah, he's currently ranked around the 9k mark. So he's doing phenomenally well. Here's one for you. A little side tangent. The whole top 10k thing. Yeah, it's quite often in people's profiles and stuff like, oh, six t- top ten k finishes, this top ten ten k. Yeah, as FPL grows, how attainable will that be? Will top ten k become top twenty five k? Do you know? Yeah, I think, think I think it already has, especially because you know top ten k is such an antiquated thing from like five six years ago. But since then, the game's exploded in terms of numbers. The amount of information has exploded to help players who haven't um who wouldn't know stuff uh, even the fpl website gives um this season it's given like team news on the fpl like when you look at the fixtures it has like relevant news um and it now has obviously like the fixture difficulty thing so all these things in like websites like fantasy football herb uh, twitter etc cetera, etc cetera, like the amount of information and how easy it is to now become better at the game it makes it obviously much more competitive there so yeah i think you shouldn't you should be really happy if you're in the top 50k even in the top 100k depending on how seriously you want to take it yeah i mean i got i think 52 or 53k last season yeah and i was happy do you know like that's like top one percent i think yeah exactly and it's probably good enough to you're probably good enough to come what first second third in in your mini leagues maybe second or third in your bigger mini leagues yeah i've competed in a lot of them won a couple of cash prizes yeah decent season and and that's all you can ask for this season though it's 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 a long old slog trying to get back to kind of because I'm kind of 
Do you want even FPL podcast? You kind of want to have a decent rank. There's a bit more pressure this season than there has been any others. And yeah. I've had, I was saying, I've had eight out of the last eleven weeks have been green arrows. And this is actually quite pertinent to that point we talked about with um, Ash when he was on the podcast. Do you know green arrows don't mean much? Red arrows don't mean much. Like I'm still at three hundred and thirty-eight k. Yeah. Because of one week, and it wasn't even that bad a week, but I went from four twenty-four, but I lost two hundred k worth of places. Yeah, with exactly. a score of 51 it's like it's so tight in there even my yeah. two points coming on from the bench this week was ten thousand places yeah you just want uh, another sort of bit of advice on this sort of topic would be if you are languishing down in uh you know if you haven't got many points or you're behind in your mini leagues by quite a way and you're you know not doing very well in the overall ranks then still don't panic you've still got the big scores to come from you know if you play the blanks and then doubles well that's a really big a good time to take advantage we're still only what about a third just just over a third of the way through the season so there's still roughly two thirds left of the season roughly probably 60 percent so the majority of the game is still to come the, the, the start of the season is always the hardest in terms of rank as well because you'll have the luck factor at the start you know people can can fluke their way into there but they probably won't remain there players like you know there'll be lots of players in these top positions that have spunked all their chips early doors so don't worry about the overall rank at this stage just keep playing your game keep making sensible decisions keep improving your squad keep doing all the right things play the blanks and the doubles blah 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 and you know but if you do all those things right by the end of the season you should have a good rank and obviously you know like we touched on earlier avoiding those traps but also bringing in those players who have turned from a player you're avoiding into a good option that sort of thing Mm. 100% Wes well look well, we scan through the questions and see if any of them still need answered. Let's do it. I think we've answered most of them. We'll give the people a shout out. FPL SWAT, your uh, question has definitely been answered. Rich FPL, uh, we haven't kind of covered that, but we kind of have. Best players to own for game week 18 and then game week 19. I suppose if we just flick through it quickly, because obviously a lot can change in that time. So best players. So for game week for me, eighteen and game yeah, week nineteen, well, it all depends on yeah, which way for, you're going. And your strategy, yeah. And also assuming that most people will be having completely different squads for those game weeks because most people will use a free hit in at least one of those game weeks. Um, and when you use your free hit, there's, you don't need to plan in advance for a free hit. You literally just take when you play your free hit, you play it that week, and you use all the relevant data and the relevant eye tests of watching the most recent games, etc. So. I'm obviously going to play my free hit in week 18, but I'm not wasting my time thinking about that squad because, yeah, there's literally no point. Injuries could occur, etc., etc. And the whole point of a free hit is you pick it at the time for that one week. Uh, but best players for game week 19 is probably a better question if you're going to be doubling. Uh, sorry, if you're going to be attacking the doubles. So I can answer this in terms of, because that's what I'm doing with my strategy. But yeah, I don't actually have an answer for that in terms of you've got to stay flexible. There's 10 teams to choose from, whichever way you go in. So, not I, I Fulham is so probably my answer. Not Fulham. Fulham are Fulham are playing okay at the minute. Their double isn't very good, but they're they're much improved. They've changed most of their starting lineup for the first few game weeks. They've got some options in there. Cavaliero, if he was fit, is only five point three million playing at front. Sorry, a five point three million midfielder, but he's playing as the lone striker. He's on penalties as well. He looked pretty lively against Liverpool. Lookman's an okay option. And they've got some cheap defensive options, but yeah, generally speaking, I know what you mean. Like you're not going to well, really it's just when, go in there. When you look um, at the double, they've got Chelsea and United. You know, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. oh, it's not whenever. a great double at all. Yeah, but in terms of, there's still plenty of options out there. And there's still plenty of big teams. As Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United all have a double. Uh, and in terms of options from those teams, it's pretty obvious that you know Fernandez is a standout pick. Salah's obviously a standout pick. Firmino, Mane, Robertson, Trent are all valid options. Um, and likewise with Chelsea, you've got Zuma there, who's a goal threat. You've got um, yeah, there's so many options. West Ham have got a really good double. Burnley have got good fixtures, but not necessarily a good double. But you've got the likes of Chris Wood, who could grab your goal. You've got the likes of Charlie Taylor at the back, Nick Pope in goal. So many options. You can't mm. just just make sure you're picking good options. And like, likewise with West Ham, you've got Fabianski, you've got Cresswell, you've got Kufal, you've got or sorry, Sufal, I think it's pronounced. You've got Soychek. Um, and and then potentially players like Bowen as well. So loads of options from these teams, at, and you know, in all these different price ranges. So yeah. Who do you think to replace Chilwell? Says Lee Carruthers. So Lee's basically saying, right, I'm getting rid of Chilwell. Who do we bring in? And again, we'll not we'll not give every question the proviso of depends which way you're going, but kind of take it 
it depends which way you're going on game week 18 and 19 yeah i think there you've obviously got options where if you're trying to go to budget to put that money further up the pitch um great if you're not maybe an upgrade to the one of those liverpool lads if that's what you're looking at you could say go sideways to someone like zuma um or, or as we've already said you could go budget what, what would you be yeah. looking at so yeah like you said it's it's up otherwise we'll be answering every question with depends but yeah if we're just going to take that question in isolation options i like are Vestergaard's only five million he's got great goal threat he's already scored i think three goals a season james will prowse is on the set pieces so and he's like six foot seven he gets his head on the end of everything he's not always that accurate but you know goals could be flying there you've got taylor at burnley again he got an assist last night um who else is there yeah Soufal did well a couple of weeks ago um Dallas from Leeds has got two goals in the last two games. Leeds are conceding a lot, but they've got decent fixtures and he's obviously a goal threat. So yeah, I think when how I always like to pick defenders and it seems really obvious, but I never really go for the players like, you know, Connor Cody might be, say when Wolves have a good run and Wolves are defending better than they are at the minute. Uh, so say maybe last year, they're, they're getting clean sheets fine, but there's no goal threat there or assist threat from the likes of Cody. So I, I always like to get those players who have ideally both so Robertson's obviously got a lot of assist threat the occasional get a bit of goal threat but he's like a, a real good chance for an assist someone like Lamptey who's in my team at the minute okay he's not done brilliantly and he is a player I'm looking to move out but in terms of my theory about sorry my thought process behind picking him was from open play he's getting into the box he's getting crosses off he's scored against Spurs he's getting shots away blah 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 he can get me attacking returns even if the clean sheets dry up so that's the type of defender I always look for can they get me some attacking returns very good grey cloud with a question that i'm pretty sure has been answered tom hovey i think your question has been answered triple captain on a bench boost in 19 it all depends on a couple of yeah. factors which we mentioned so everyone sit down and have a plan i think i think this is the, the probably one of the harder weeks across the season in terms of planning do you know this is a week where you need to sit down and do the maths for 15 minutes and uh, yeah. it'll definitely reap rewards for sure Jamie O'Loughlin, I keep persevering with Werner thinking he'll come good. Am I dumb? Jamie, you're dumb. I did it for <laughs> a long time at the start of the season. I got rid of him a few weeks ago and it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Yeah, on Werner, he had, he, oh, he's, he, I'd hate to own him at the minute because part of me would be thinking, oh, he's got a double game week coming up and, you know, transfers are pressures at this stage. But at the same time, he's just... You know, if you look at the stats, you can say, oh, you know, he's getting in the right positions. He's getting shots away. He hit the bar last night. He had a really good chance inside the box that um, the keeper saved with his feet, blah, blah, blah. But it's just one of those, it's at the minute, he he's a player that is just not confident in front of goal, essentially. And he's just going to frustrate you. And, you know, if he eventually comes good, then good luck to him. And you might have already transferred him out at this stage, but I think you've got to let him go. Um, he has obviously he got an assist in the last night from a kind of scuff shot but I wouldn't want Werder in my team obviously this could easily come back and bite me he could score a brace like next week of course he could but uh, I still wouldn't change my mind on that if he scores a brace next week I'll stand by what I've said here and I'll say that he's just not an option at that price range you've got the likes of Firmino coming good now you've got the likes of Martial at that sort of price range you've got Danny Ings who could be an option for the double game week should he be you know fit and fire him you've got Vardy who's a little bit more expensive um, who again has a double and is you know Vardy's just reliable you know what you're getting from him season in season out he's going to score your goals and he's even getting some assists this year as well so yeah the short answer is um, I would be taking him out I think yeah, Jamie, I don't know if you've listened to all the episodes, but you might remember me tossing and turning with this one for weeks. Yeah. And I know, and I still know, you know, he has a 20-pointer in him this season. He has a 20-pointer in him this season, and it's going to come some week when he puts those chances away, because this is a guy who quite literally could have been the top-scoring forward. You know, he's yeah. got 64 points there, and you think of the amount of goals that man has missed. Maybe I'm overstating it, but when you think of the goals and chances that he has missed, the simple passes for assists he's missed, and the bonus points that would have came with that, he could have been one of the top two or three. He could have been, but 100%. he isn't. And ugh, you can always get him back, but you can't get back the points you're, you're missing out on at the minute. So, yeah, I don't know. What next? There's a lot of questions here. You've seen you and White, Snorri Anderson, who are asking us a lot about the double game weeks and stuff. Uh, FPL Corndog, thanks for the question. 
We've just discussed the best defender options for Brendan Abrahams. Rule of team value in transfers for game week Good 19. Question. Are you willing to sell or buy a player if you lose not 0.4 million? Meaning sell before game week 19, rebuy right after. So that's from Mark Powell. And I think a few players that this will be quite pertinent with are like Jack Grealish for a lot of people who got on him early and have held him. He's rose a good bit. And Kung Min Son. Um, th- there's a load of them. There's a load of yeah. players. Too. So the way, the way I look at this is I have... Yeah, again, those two examples, Son and Grealish, I've owned at certain stages of this season and I got on them, uh, well, I definitely got on Grealish early doors at maybe 7.1 and he, I think I sold him when he was 7.7. So if I did want to buy him back, yeah, I'd I'd lose out financially there. But I'm not looking at, at, pro, at sort of that sort of side of it, the game this year at all. I'm thinking that there's always going to be an option. I want points on the board. So I, I got rid of Grealish for Salah as part of a move that I also removed Kane for Bamford. Um and that's just because I wanted Salah. He was a good captaincy option for the next few weeks. Yada, yada, yada. And I still believe in Grealish as an FPL option. Of course I do. But for me, and I might want him back at some stage, but I knew that I wouldn't be wanting him back for a good, a fair few weeks, six, seven weeks. So I'm not holding on to a player just for that reason of value. If I have to buy him back at a later stage for more money, I'll find a way to do so. And I won't lose any sleep over it at all. So uh, in previous years, I've definitely looked at the money side way too, way too often. I've looked at things like the price rise like when price rises were going to recur and jump on them early and it's kind of bit me in the ass and I've also done this thing of oh you know if I if I lose him now I've got to buy him back for more but no this year I'm not I'm not playing it that way at all very good it's definitely something that a lot of people do either over consider or under consider I I mm. kind of have tried to put it to the back of my mind this year because advice from people like you and I think general did a podcast to start of yeah. the season with like his rules general doesn't care and one of them was like, I don't care. And I'm kind of like, well, if these guys don't care, I don't yeah. care either. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, though, there was one week there, do you know, when Aston Villa and Newcastle's game was was postponed. Yeah. I just said, look, I'm keeping Grealish because I did have a substantial, I had like half a million in him. Yeah. And and, and I did want them. So for yeah, one week, yeah. I was keeping them. Do you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly the point. If you want this player long term, don't be doing it for like a so say if you did have this game week 16 wildcard and you wanted to take a one week punt and then you was planning on bringing that player straight back for for one week it's not worth it so if I wanted Grealish back the very next week um, I wouldn't have done it but I was happy to go without because my midfield um, I was happy with and stuff like that so for a one week thing I'd definitely be thinking about the value side of it because it would be silly to do that but for anything sort of three weeks plus then I'm just going to let, let it go and you know when I'm pretty sure I will have Grealish again at some point this season and I'll have to pay the price for that. I'm happy to do so. But yeah, like if for your situation, that exact example you just said, you did exactly the right thing. Well, Wes, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Have you anything else you want to throw in for this week? No, just another another thank you again. I know we did it in the middle of the pod, but I just want to get across how thankful we are that the pod's growing in listener numbers. We're getting more and more questions every week. We're getting more and more people uh, enjoying it. Uh, so yeah just very thankful and, and loving it absolutely happy Christmas to everyone listening and yeah give us a Christmas present of a five star review I, I'd like that wrapped under the tree but yeah genuinely happy Christmas to everyone it'll be a different Christmas to other years I got the, the sad news yesterday won't be with the family this Christmas like a lot of our listeners will be in the same boat I'd say so mm. yeah it'll be a weird one but look next year will be all the more bliss and we can probably have like second christmas in like six months so that'll be weird um other than that ways i think people just should definitely when they're sitting around all lonely on boxing day without their family yeah download fan slide do you know give it a go why not you're sitting around watching football that's that's what boxing day is for yeah leicester man united arsenal chelsea again it's free to play 100 quid up for grabs but more bragging rights and, and just learn the game for whenever maybe one day there's bigger prize pools involved yeah, and then you can also tweet us some advice, John, because me and you are doing ter- terrible fan slide. Yeah, I'm trying. We, it's 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 hard to adjust, but it's interesting, like the, the complete change yeah, in strategy at times. Yeah, we just need to learn some better strategy, me and you, and also try and catch up our friend Nash from, from FBL Hints, who's smashing it. He keeps tweeting about it, and it, yeah. he's just doing really well, so he's nailed it, and uh, that's what we need to do. Yeah, well, look, happy Christmas, everyone, and we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. bye bye. See you later. You go a second. <laughs> <laughs> you up in the eye. Yeah, yeah.
Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs>